0: Hey, I'm Karen Cubides, a music-obsessed entrepreneur and educator who calls Music City home. My career started in Boston, where I found my real passion, working behind the scenes in the music industry. I've had the honor of working with elite performers and educators. Consider this your go-to guide for all things healthy, wealthy, and wise. So get comfy, because we're about to uncover some surefire ways to transform not only your career, but also your life. This is The Musician's Guide Podcast. Hi friends, welcome to another episode of the Musician's Guide podcast. My name is Karen and I am your host. I am sitting here
1: with Jen. Hello. You know what I just realized? What? At the beginning of this episode, you didn't do the little like clappy thing. And now that I edit those videos and the audio of it too, I'm like, oh gosh. You don't need to,
0: especially for this one because we don't have video. That's true. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Um, So... (laughs) I'm like afraid now because you so Jen dared me to not say two words
1: that I say all the time on the podcast so we'll see how long I can last
0: double dog dared her yeah did
1: you know wait hang on sorry before we interrupt everyone and and tell us what this podcast this podcast is going to be about did you know that when people say I double dog dare you that doesn't mean that it's like I dare you twice it's more of like if you do it I do it did you know that I did not know that (gasps) yes I learned this on TikTok apparently when people say like I double dog dare you to jump into the lake that means that you'll jump into the lake and I'll jump into the lake too not that I'm being like I bet you won't do it, like, <laughs> meh, meh, meh. Yeah. like it's not that. It's supposed to be that we'll both do it. Great, yeah. So this episode is sponsored by TikTok. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come tell us how to live. <laughs> that is amazing.
1: Thank you. I had mm-hmm. no idea. Yeah. Well, wow. I double dog dare you to not say those two words. Okay. Okay,
0: <laughs> keep going. I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so we are releasing this episode a little bit late this week, um, and our intention is to just hang out with you on your long weekend, um, and to just share. We want to bring back the uh, perspective of a non musician series. And Jen and I were having a really fun conversation. Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know what yeah. is time. And she said some things that like really resonated with me, even though. Um, we weren't, we didn't set out to talk intensely about anything. We never do. We never do. But if you guys know me, uh, we can't help it. So I kind of wanted to bring back the perspective around purpose and upon further reflection from my conversation with Jen, like I've just been thinking that maybe my portrayal of finding your why, finding your purpose, you know, things like that on the podcast, um, has maybe come off or could come off, um, not as, approachable or not as tangible or or not as replicatable. And I want to rectify that with this episode and and bring in a different perspective on what is your why finding your purpose um, and how it really isn't this big altruistic thing or your, your why doesn't have to be, you know, fighting world hunger or whatever. Um, And that you should feel, or in this conversation, we want to invite you to feel empowered to think however you need to and to make whatever first step you want to make in in your own personal journey. Um, So yeah. Did I miss
1: anything? No, I think you got it. And we want to keep it casual and fun. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) That's the main thing. Easy breezy. (laughs) Buckle in people. Easy effing breezy. (laughs) For sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So we're going to just keep it chill. So Jen, you take it away with your chill pill.
1: Well, here's the thing. Yesterday, let me tell you the context of where we were. We were in the pool. We had absolutely played hooky from actually doing work or doing anything. We're both on like PTO retreat moment. Like we're going to take a long vacation. It's going to be great. Um, But we were intended to work on that time. So we were just in the pool hanging out it was like what is it tuesday at that point wednesday i don't even know what i don't day know, it wednesday? I don't know. <laughs> like noon um and as we were going through this i was telling her like you know I'm starting to do like what should have been spring cleaning, but is now like summer almost into fall cleaning of my apartment. Like I just re-signed my lease on my apartment. So a lot of the stuff that there, better said, there's more permanency as to me staying there and being excited to like decorate my space, finish organizing stuff, maybe like purge clothes, purge shoes, purge things that like I no longer have a use for or don't align with what I like or what I want in my life right now so in the process of doing that I had all of these like internal reflections and like realizations about where I am in life um, as I'm like sifting through things I think similar to what I told you yesterday like it's so weird to think that like as humans and throughout human history we've cataloged and itemized so many things that like tell us who we are as people and what our interests are and like the things that we gravitate towards and our habits and just different things like that that it's weird that as adults now we have that in our own homes through the stuff that we carry through the stuff that we choose to put into boxes to then carry to new spaces so as I'm reopening some of these boxes which like disclaimer some of the boxes that I moved from since like I moved from Boston to Nashville I still hadn't unpacked which is insane to me so I found stuff in there that was a part of my reality probably over three years ago now and Mm -hmm. I'm no longer that person so I'm like having this like disassociative moment of like holy shit like this girl liked to do x y and z and finding and rebuilding new hobbies that I like to do as well too like painting or even just hobbies that no longer align like I don't necessarily necessarily care for anymore um what was it i'm trying to think like taking specific type of photos of whatever it is like i don't care for that anymore so the point is having this big monumentous realization and like self-reflection of the things that i like and the things that i don't like anymore and in where i am in my life right now i feel like this is such a long intro um it's at a crossroads of figuring out what i want out of like life relationships work a lot of things like that so as i'm finding myself again which sounds so cheesy and whatever i realize that as you're trying to find yourself that means redefining your relationships with people with places with things with just reacquainting yourself with what you're actually comfortable with when no one's watching what you're comfortable with as you're feeling safe and vulnerable in relationships whatever all of that um and moving that along to, what was the other part of what I was saying with that? Uh,
0: your your why and your purpose. Oh, yeah.
1: And then Karen, of course, like she jumped in and she's like, oh, that's really great. But like, so what What do you think you want? Like, what do you want for the next five years? Or what was the question that you asked? It was very... What are your goals? Yeah. Like, what are my goals? And I was like, mm, Karen, <laughs> not now. <laughs> because of course, she's my sister. And to that, I answered. And I don't even know what I answered because I kind of blacked out. Oh, it
0: was such a good answer. I'll tell you the answer.
1: Okay. Um. So Jen was
0: like... and. Again, if you're new here to the podcast, um, can you just introduce yourself really quick and tell us what you do, where you went to school, oh, all of that? Just really, really quick.
1: Sure. Um, so my name is Jen. I went to school up in Boston, studied for about six years, have a master's degree, um, started off first in education. So that started off first. I am in still in education. Um was a classroom teacher, worked corporate education, and now I'm in the private sector. So I work for a private school and I've kind of done all the different parts of education. So I've been in a classroom, like I mentioned, private, corporate, all of that. And right now I'm exploring the admin portion of it. So I'm the director of academics at a private school in Nashville, and we work more specifically with student athletes. So there's a lot of different things that have drawn me to this weird niche in education to be where I am now. But yeah. At such a young age. It's a very weird position. Jen is
0: still in her mid-twenties and she's the principal of a school. And she's also worked with me for the last basically the entire existence, so maybe the last decade on my business. Jen is the one that coaches me through my lectures, my presentations, my writing. Like she is basically the CEO of my organizations. Um, so you have like an incredibly gifted, talented, and incredible person here. And considering everything that you just shared, when I asked you, what are your goals? And you were like, I don't have any. That was really interesting to me because Mm -hmm. you are clearly an achiever. You're clearly talented. You clearly the world's your oyster. Like (laughs) we have all of these things. Um, but it doesn't mean that you have to have a goal. That you have to say okay karen so in the next year this is what's happening in three months six months 12 months five years like you were your answer was so profound it was like well in this season right now i'm getting reacquainted with the version of myself that i am right now actually because as i've been uncovering who i was in these various seasons of my life um, i'm no longer that person so i'm feeling very much like i'm not here and i'm not there and because of that, my purpose needs to be being as present as possible. So if I'm painting, I need to, my purpose in that moment is to be one with the brushstrokes.
1: I didn't say it like that. Okay, I remember <laughs> now what I said. So I said, as I'm like finding myself again and, and rediscovering all this stuff, for example, I realized that one of my hobbies is, is painting. And then instead of saying like, okay, I like to paint, check, this is part of what I like to do, asking that further question and going it deeper and being like, well, why do I like to paint? Like, why is this actually a hobby that I like right now at this age and at this time and with what I have? And the reason for that is because weirdly enough, the activity has a start and a stop to it. And I really enjoy that. And it's an activity that you have to be like fully immersed in. So I it gives me childlike wonder to like lay out the tarp, put out all of your different like acrylic or watercolor, whatever you're going to use, take out like um, the canvas. You have to prep the canvas You have to make sure that you have a little water thing to put in your brushes and then The purpose of it isn't necessarily to paint the best painting in the world that that's going to be hung up in my home. It's to just feel what the brushstrokes feel like on the paper as they're gliding through that and the joy that that's bringing me and just being present in that moment. And then once that moment is done, making it a point to pick up all the different things, put them away and store them in a place that's going to be visible so that I can then be encouraged to take them out next time, if that makes sense. So it's like, it's a very, not so much the purpose of just like painting this beautiful thing and being the best artist, but just enjoying the moment.
0: Yeah. And not to make it intense, but the part about that, that was so uh, shocking for me and in the best way possible uh, was the being present piece. Cause that Mm -hmm. feels like we don't have time for that. Like that's not efficient. That's not productive. And that kind of brought me down a spiral or not a spiral, but like a rabbit hole of like, why do we value productivity so much? And, and why, why is it so hard for all of us to just be more present with what we're doing and I think that, um, looking at it from the lens of the Enneagram, if we are on automatic pilot
1: or yeah, I said it right. It's autopilot, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh my God. Automatic, the television <laughs> instead of the TV. Yeah. Okay. If I'm just like on
0: <laughs> autopilot, um, I'm going to present like the habits of who I am. Mm-hmm. But if I'm present in this moment, I am Karen. If I'm just going through the motions on the podcast, I lead with an eight. Mm -hmm. And that's just been a really big game changer for me because I think we are all always constantly, especially in the achieving capacity, going to whatever that next thing is, looking bigger picture efficiency. How can I iron this out? How can I tweak this? And we get, we we need systems for our systems Mm -hmm. and we need, you know, all this extra shit. And what we, what I believe I have felt and experienced is that we need to be present yeah. and the answers and whatever that next step is will come from that knowing and, and being with self versus that external validation. I am of course a huge fan of goals and plans and whatever, but I do think that before we can find our why, before we can find our purpose, it has to come from within mm-hmm. and we have to I would encourage us to be comfortable with what are those things that bring us joy and how can we be the most present with that?
1: Yeah. And again, all of this comes from a place of like also feeling very stuck because I'm in this lane to achieve these goals and to do these things and to have the status in my career in where I felt like I've lost parts of myself in the chase of getting and acquiring a specific goal. And that's where it's like we need to reevaluate because at this point I'm also in just like extreme burnout and I'm getting like you were mentioning with the anagram, resentful. Like I am mm-hmm. so resentful of my job and like I shouldn't be because it's such an opportunity and there'd be tons of people that would love to do des- it. Like all the connotations that come with it, all the guilt, all the shame, that if I don't figure out within me, like just a shift in my mind and my spirit and my body and my approach to the things, then it'll affect externally any goals that I set. And I feel like people don't realize that correlation between the both of them. Like if you set a goal from a place of being you know, just like angry or even anxious or even sad, like achieving that goal is so much harder because you're not taking into account the different factors that are going to both affect the rate at which you do it. And also like the satisfaction that you'll feel once you get there. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And I think
0: that because we are on the musician's guide like it's so easy to say like oh i've been studying this for so long or i went to this school or i study with this world-class teacher that sees this for me and my future and for you to feel the pressure to go do that thing or mm-hmm. <laughs> even outside of school everybody has a podcast do i need one let's build it and it's like no sit with that do you actually want that commitment does that make sense for you does it bring you joy how many life-giving things do you get to do with your career? Is everything currently soul-sucking? Like, just getting curious and from a place of love, not a place of judgment.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. There's also, too, this one analogy that I was talking to a friend the other day about where it's, um, again, I saw it on TikTok because I sort of get all my information, <laughs> apparently. geez, it's going to be so funny when they document, like, this generation, all the things that we learned and where we learned it. Like,
0: yeah, I God. mean... I feel like in the past, you know, we would say things like "I just map quested it," you know, versus like put it in my GPS. So I feel like that'll just become one of those things. Or did you bring your floppy disk to science today? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Did you break it before you got to school because you were playing with the thingy? Yes. (laughs) For those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, it's okay. I still love you.
1: Yes. Um, anyways, as I was seeing it on tiktok this guy was talking about like high performance And I think I said this on the podcast before maybe or i've just said it to you in general Um of being placed in a situation and where you can have the best and the most like high-performing vehicle you can think of So like in this analogy, it was a ferrari So you put two different types of people in a ferrari and their performance is going to be Like exponentially affected by their rate of self-development So if you put an 11 year old in a ferrari, they're technically in the fastest car in the world. I don't know if that's true or not, whatever. They're in the fastest car in the world going through this racetrack, but they're 11. They haven't done the work. They haven't matured. They haven't grown. They don't know how to use this high powered vehicle to win the race. But right. if you put somebody in there who is an expert race car driver, has done the work, is an expert in their field, and just has truly, by this analogy, explored themselves and done all these things, they will win the race, whether it's a Ferrari, whether it's whatever it is, because they have control over this vehicle, over this opportunity, over these things to the best of their ability, because they Have the tools to handle the situation. So it's like, what is it? You don't rise to the occasion, you sink to the level of your training. Mm -hmm. It's the same analogy. So I think within that, realizing that as you're redefining your purpose and setting your goals and doing all these things, the work needs to get done.
0: Yes. And that is why we say here career development and personal development have to go hand in hand. It's not just about winning the job, but it's about personal satisfaction and fulfillment. So if you're open, Jen, as I know everybody on this podcast loves you and you're you're just like your your fan club is substantial. Um so my vulnerable question is here, you know, as someone who is seen as so accomplished and put together, um what word of advice do you have for someone who's in your similar situation where it all looks amazing on the outside and you're killing it, but you're just falling apart on the inside or you're just overwhelmed or you just don't know where to start or you don't even know what your why is or you feel just unhinged how would you (laughs) (laughs) i
1: use that word to describe myself way too often um in what capacity so what are they wanting or like what's the
0: they feel stuck Mm,
1: i guess this is and i know what you're doing i see right through it you're like (laughs) what would you tell yourself um well, I would tell that friend <laughs> <laughs> to stop being a little bitch. No, I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Teacher, I... everyone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I think my biggest thing is, and I'm lucky enough that I have you as a sister and where it's like you've been such a sounding board to a lot of these things and even though sometimes I'm not as vocal when I like talk to people or when I interact like I listen very intently and very deeply and I think about things after and then I have my like random cleaning fits and I think of these like profound thoughts of fucking paintbrushes but <laughs> in all of that like you can't take any of the glory any of the fame any of the money to your grave and I think that's one of the biggest things where it's like what is worth it and at what cost is the biggest thing like as much as you think that you are getting this like sense of approval, sense of anything from other people validating your work, seeing how hard you work, seeing that you come in first and leave late, nobody actually cares. Because at the end of the day, it is either a company man, a numbers scenario It's whatever it is where it's like your purpose needs to be ignited by something that you love and that you continue to love. And if you don't love that anymore, that's okay. And I don't know if I'm answering the question.
0: Yeah, that's huge. Entirely. If you don't love it anymore, that's okay.
1: Yeah. So it's, it's mostly just shutting out the noise. If you're feeling stuck, you need to shut out the noise of everyone else. Everybody telling you that they need this from you, that they need you to be a good employee, a good sister, a good daughter, a good this, to just internally being like okay but like what do I need and what is going on within me that's causing me to do all these things or feel forced to do all of these other activities like Mm -hmm. is this still even my purpose and I think that's the biggest thing like when you're feeling stuck stop seeking advice and get things from other people and start like shutting the world that sounds really bad (laughs) start like silencing the noise and trust yourself thank you learning to like trust yourself again And I Mm -hmm. think that's that's one of the things that I struggle with because I feel like sometimes and I don't know if it's the way that we were brought up or what it was. But it's like it's not that we weren't allowed to fail, but we were always told like worst case scenario, this would happen. So then you always have this like worst case scenario thought in the back of your mind when it comes to your goals and your purposes. That is just part of a limiting belief. So realizing that all you have is limiting beliefs. So it's like whether it's this that other people want you to do or not, like you're going to figure it out anyways. You have to trust yourself.
0: Yeah, I really like that. Um, I have a prompt for later, but. What, what is something that used to bring you joy that doesn't anymore that you've chosen to stop doing? Oh gosh, Karen, I can't think of that on the spot. I'll tell people, you, um, yeah. playing my instrument used to bring me so much joy was like, it kept me alive in my childhood. It really was just this incredible thing and I've always loved performing and there's nothing quite like it in my world. Like that high that I used to like, especially as an eight now with performing and being really good and doing the thing was, was unmatched. However, I love helping people way more.
1: Ooh. Okay. Got it. Um, people needing me versus wanting me. Those are the two and not in like the romantic sense, more in the sense of like, I always thought it was like this overjoyous moment when people were like, yeah, I need you to help me with this and that. Like, I just felt very useful. And I think now when I see that, I just see like people like blowing through my boundaries and there's a lot of layers to it and different things. But I feel like when people want me around just for me and just for what I bring as far as like my value as a person, like whether it's that they think that I'm funny, that I'm a good time to have around, that I'm a mood booster, that I'm whatever. I guess it's still needing, (laughs) But regardless, (laughs) I just I like to come as is and not be needed like i'm in no interest of like fixing people and it sounds very vulnerable and it's not that that's something that i like loved to do before but it's something that i did subconsciously and i feel like that aspect of being needed isn't something that i want anymore yeah i think that's fair
0: i like that and what about career wise something that used to bring me joy or maybe something that you're grappling with right now
1: yeah just education in general and like realizing just how broken some of our systems are and I think my end goal was always to do like education policy and make a difference and do all these things but now I'm like grappling with the idea of having so much red tape everywhere and it being beyond the control of anybody who has a good idea or a good heart or like the leadership capacity or even like the connections to be able to do certain things like with an education like your hands are tied at every turn and it's such a shame because we're failing so many kids and while that reignites my passion for wanting to make a difference it also deters me from well what about like my life and you can't make a livelihood out of some of these impactful things that you're trying to do so it's it's controversial but it's difficult as we're like seeing inflation as we're seeing all these things it's like well i can't afford to go on these battles and put food on the table yeah so it's really sad yeah yeah
0: that's a lot. Um, thank you for sharing all of that, though. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... I, I know this wasn't easy breezy by any At stretch. All. I was just thinking that. I was I'm like, "I'm um, But I do think it's important to make some space for, for some of these hard conversations. And the journal prompt that I wanted to share um, was shared with me today on my Enneagram coaching with my coach uh, was that she asked me, what is the best part of what is what is your favorite part what is the best part about being karen like Mm. me to me and naturally i just combusted into tears um but then when i got it together um it really was such a great prompt as to our inherent enoughness and not so much career not so much what other people need around us or especially in the space of personal development like i think that once you catch the bug you're reading all the books you're doing all the thing and it just becomes this like hamster wheel or maybe this vicious cycle of like mastering the universe and it's like no it's it's very much a forever thing a whole life thing hoping to never arrive thing and I think we often can lose sight of our inherent awesomeness and, and what we love about ourselves and this chase for acceptance, belonging, I don't know, making a difference in the world, et cetera, et cetera, um, that I think it, it merits taking a step back, especially if you're trying to find your purpose and figuring out what do you like about you mm-hmm. first and and what what do we want to stay true to no matter what we do.
1: Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> and then I feel like too what yeah I guess what you like about yourself spans across all different areas of your life but realizing too like you bring so much value to so many things Mm -hmm. and you are enough in every context and it's not just that you're good at one thing and that's where you thrive and shine like a lot of people just saying you know I'm really good at playing this instrument and that's where I shine and everything else about my life is in shambles like no it's all of it because the same person that you are while you perform is the same person that you are when you're with friends when you're alone when you're whatever well it should be at least ideally yeah part of authenticity
0: right so just kind of figuring out your north star and like we always share here like this is one of the million ways you can approach this but I really wanted to you know have here in this auditory memento um using new words to so not use my normal <laughs> words. Um, to be able to kind of look back also and and find evidence that it doesn't have to look one way and it doesn't all have to be goals, 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 do, 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 win, win, win. It's going to happen as a byproduct. Mm-hmm. But I think that we are, especially in the world we're living in right now um, with everything going on, that Loving and understanding and, and seeing myself. Uh, Maya Angelou talks about this, um, and Brene Brown writes about it in, in Braving the Wilderness, where you can't belong anywhere until you belong to yourself. Mm-hmm. And these purpose questions and what do you like about yourself? These are all just an invitation to help us get to that space because you're gonna be successful, and I say this all the time. and I promise you that it won't be a sweet. If you don't love yourself, Mm -hmm. you could win that gig you've always wanted and check that off your bucket list and feel deeply dissatisfied moments later. So just really, really, really hearing us on the loving ourselves, getting to know thyselves and no pressure or expectation on what your journey to that next level looks like.
1: I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks y'all for being here. Do you want to say what the two words were? Yes. Oh my god. Well, okay. no, because then I'd mess it up. <laughs> no, you can't you grant your permission.
0: Go for it. Thank you. So Jen Double Dog dared me yeah. to not say riff or vibe. <sighs> <laughs> That's not the vibe. That's not the vibe. <laughs> and I have been struggling. Um and I kept, I brought in new words to my lexicon that I don't normally use in English. And I'm yeah. like, who is she? That's weird. Um so yeah. I even earlier today I was like bombastic. I'm like, Who yeah. am I? <laughs> oh no. Anyway. Thanks y'all for being here. Um if you want to hang out with us some more, uh head on over to our Patreon. It's in the link in bio on Instagram, obviously. Um we're going to be doing some master classes starting in August, so stay tuned for that. Um and yeah, thanks for being here. We're going to share a bunch of awesome interviews and some video stuff in the coming episodes.